At 1 p.m. HST, I know where I will be. Ukulele Underground Podcast for you and me. Aldrin and Erin and Kahai. And maybe Magic Mike or a guest on the fly. Ukulele Underground Podcast. Now here's the guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele Underground Podcast live. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice nakamura say what's up aaron what's up and mr kahai the living legend for again say what's up kahai what's up the living legend just making sure everyone every knows time? that you're yeah every time every man time. Every time. Okay. make sure everyone knows that you're alive still you know like the legend just kind of assumes that like you know, a long time ago there was this man named kahai Fergan that lived and roamed the earth you know no the living legend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would. Uh, I sh- I should make a soundboard, and then so it's like I don't actually answer you. It's just like a, a <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many how many boss. babies have you served from burning build? Uh, have you saved from the burning buildings at this point now, Kai? Great one, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Is it seventeen? Is it eighteen? How many? How many? Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a soundboard, right? Yeah. Hey, welcome everyone. This is where we answer any and all of your ukulele questions or non-ukulele questions, but please have ukulele-related questions because uh, we will give your O's to your A's and we'll try to answer them as best as we can based on our experiences uh, with the ukulele and our journeys with this awesome little instrument. So give your, your Q, I'll give you my O, I'll give you my two cents. Aaron will give his two cents. Kai will give his two cents. We'll come up with the best six cent answer just for you. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's not dilly dally. Let's you know let's just go straight into it. Kai, we are live, so there's a live chat. Type in the chat if you guys have any questions that you'd like us to give our opinions on. All right, so go ahead, Kai. Yep. Uh, well, I, actually, Aaron came up with a question. Oh, for okay. Him. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So our our starter question okay. is like, you know how some people right around this time mm-hmm. people get into that that Christmassy holiday oh, mood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so <laughs> a lot of times, yeah, like, she's coming. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. thought out. <laughs> a lot of times, um, people have like movies that they have to watch before. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm before it gets mm-hmm. to that that time mm-hmm. so like what are your like ukulele songs oh. that you have to listen to you that's know a good one. That's holiday a good, that's holiday a good related one. ukulele songs that you, you pretty much have to listen to around this time okay of year. Do, yeah. do it does it have to be um ukulele songs or um, yeah. ukulele and non-ukulele yeah, well, related songs? it doesn't have to be like an instrumental like full instrumental arrangement but mm-hmm. like ukulele is yeah. used in it featured in it yeah. okay okay um, I'm gonna close this. Oh. <laughs> it's it's all pure heart Christmas. <laughs> just get no. that album, right? Yeah, just get that album. You listen to that like all the way. All good. No, um, there's there's some great ones. Um, uh, I would, I mean, number one. So I'll I'll give my top three. You know, as as per usual, top three. Uh, number one. I really, 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 really. Like that song at Christmas time. <laughs> I mean, just but it just so happens that we put it out. Yeah, like, as a, a as few a days along, ago. A few days ago. Yeah. But if we're not gonna count out, they're like, okay, cool, sure, you like that song. But what's you know what's a what's a Christmas classic that you kind that that you have to listen to? And um, I say that uh, from the Pure Heart album, there there's tons of classics. But I actually really like John Yamasato's rendition 
of uh, grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> For me, that's classic. Neil, Neil like, Chin is in the chat and he said, yeah. Pure Heart Christmas all the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you 2.5 album. Yeah, 2.5 Chris, uh, Pure Heart Christmas. So that, that I've always liked his rendition of... Uh, of um grandma got run over by a reindeer uh -huh. but uh -huh. if we're talking like um you know like non like traditional or, or like non-classic christmas song um there is a song in that album too like about like santa like in hawaii and stuff like he's taking a vacation and he's like in the sand and stuff really 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 cool songs if you guys want something kind of non-traditional that's like hawaii related with like ukulele riffs and stuff that one just right off the you know right off the bat and um and then the um and see his name never gets brought up in this in this show or maybe rarely but Daniel Ho uh that there's a Christmas album by Daniel Ho and you know what I mean like just close your eyes and like and pick a track from Every that album track. pretty much but it's what like you said it was a Roy Sakuma one I was going to yeah I was going to yeah. bring up this album I'll talk about it after you yeah, do yeah, your, yeah. so things, yeah. that I mean that is you know that is great and stuff and um my third one and, and um, I I really like this. This just uh, this just came out, or at least my my friend Brittany Paiva, friend of the show, my friend, personal friend. Uh -huh. We were like we're friends and stuff, Aaron. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> me and Hoku Award winner Brittany Paiva. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she recently did a a take on um uh on on Slay Ride. Um, and she had these really cool like. Uh, like hammer pulls and stuff in that song that she mm -hmm. did awesome that's a really cool rendition so those three any song from the uh, from the daniel ho christmas album or like the roy sukuma christmas album um and i say roy sukuma because i think roy sukuma produced that album it was under his you yep. know like yep. his uh it's back there somewhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh definitely pure heart christmas uh but same thing you know like just like pick a you know pick a song from that but my top three songs from that album is like is at christmas time um grandma got run over by a reindeer <laughs> and uh and that christmas in hawaii you know like yeah, yeah, our yeah. santa is there Claus another ukulele album that you can think of that or or ukulele uh you I, you know utilizes ukulele. What, what about uh old-fashioned christmas uh, <laughs> I listened to that maybe like once. <laughs> it was it was cool, you know. But um, there's ones, but I don't know like the uh, you know the 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 albums or what what they appeared in. But I've heard you know like some like great renditions of like the Christmas song on ukulele by like multiple people. I don't know if they've they've done albums on it or anything like that, but. You know, uh, I heard it from uh, from Herb Alter Jr. Like do do that song, uh, the, yep. the chestnuts. You know, I've heard like Jake do that. So I'm pretty sure that's not on uh, on any kind of album. Uh, I I've also heard who else? Like I know Britney did did it, but the Christmas song, classic, classic. Mm -hmm. I've even done one. Oh, yep. that's right. I have a Christmas album. Yeah. Four Strings of Christmas, unavailable. Not yeah, not, <laughs> not available, available anymore. anymore. Very 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 rare. But Aldrin Guerrero has a Christmas album. I did. Chestnuts, which is the Christmas song. I did. I also did Sleigh Ride. Mm -hmm. um, I did uh, Carol of Bells, but the um, that that style by uh, what's his name, um, Winston uh, George Winston style instead oh. of like the regular, you know. Uh -huh. um, so I did it that way, and I think I did Up on a House Stop or whatever. I did like some some classic Christmas songs, and uh, yeah. So I I too have one. If you guys you know if you guys are looking for some rare albums because it only came out digitally 
So I actually did not release a physical copy of that, but yeah. I was, I just had a private lesson with uh, with Suki. She took a private lesson from me and um, Susan Dicey. Uh, Dice, <laughs> forgot how to <laughs> pronounce her last name. Um, but she said that that's like her favorite Christmas album. She always puts it up like every year and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, um, and I think I did Winter Wonderland. I forget. I did I did a bunch of I did like five or six Christmas songs. It was a uh, Christmas EP. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so one of my favorite Christmas songs that you know ukulele like uh, ukulele Christmas songs definitely uh, those. Um, I I like tr- like any like rendition of chestnuts because I feel like chestnuts has such great color chords in there. I would love to hear a Neil Chin version of that because Neil's got his way with chords mm-hmm. and voicings and jazz and stuff. And I think, uh, I mean, if he hadn't done one already, because I feel like that's right up Neil's alley, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I think Abe did one also of of a, a version of that, but that's that's one of those like I talked about Misty being like an underrated like jazz standard for the ukulele. Um, I think uh, Chestnuts is definitely an underrated um, classic for for the ukulele. There's also an ukulele version of Christmas Time uh, by from from Charlie Brown Christmas mm-hmm. that I dig a lot. You know, um, I've I don't know what album that's you know that's on. But that is also another another really good one. I I just know individual Christmas songs. I don't listen to full albums. I yeah. usually just make like a playlist of like of you know of those and then and then listen to it. But that's another good one too. Yeah. Um, I Kalei uh, does a great uh, Linus and Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's the uh, an Island Star Christmas that, uh, that that all of us like kind of did. That, yeah. Get that. If you're gonna get like a Christmas album with a, a lot of great ukulele artists in it, that one. It's got Britney, it's got Calais, it's got like I think Chris Fuchigami, it's got all those like amazing artists that, that you know and love. Uh, an island style Christmas. Okay. <laughs> and I think it's like volume two. There's like maybe a couple of them already. But I did um uh Vince Goraldi's skating from uh from Charlie Brown Christmas. And then it was cool because it was in 3/4 and uh and I went into um into Breezen, a 3/4 version of Breezen in that like uh in that version of skating which is which is really cool. But uh let's talk about three non like non ukulele like Christmas songs, okay? Or, so just classics. Or uh, what about like Aaron said earlier? He was gonna mention something about the. Uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, so uh, that ukulele, what is it called? It's like a, the Roy Sakuma ukulele yeah. Christmas album. Ukulele Christmas. Yeah, and it says like I I listened to that basically. You know, that was one of the first Christmas albums that I bought with mm-hmm. my own money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I listened to that like mm. all through like middle school and high yeah. school, yeah, yeah. and I I would listen to that every year. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. It's yeah, because uh, like I remember I listened to that. It, it was a long time, like in in elementary school, kind. You know, like it was or yeah. high or middle school. It was like a long time ago. And that was like a go to Christmas album that they would play at. Like uh, my my parents like went to like the uh, uh, worked at the Hyatt. So uh-huh. like they would have like a Hyatt Christmas party and that would, you know, that would yeah. play at the Hyatt Christmas party play. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd hear it like all, you know, all the time, just that that album being played like from beginning to end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like, um, I didn't realize like it was only like a few years ago that I was looking at the liner notes yeah. and I didn't realize because it was 
it was marketed as a Roy Sakuma yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas album. Right. I thought that it was Roy Sakuma, <laughs> but I didn't realize that it was Daniel Ho playing Daniel Ho. everything. Yeah. <laughs> he played like every <laughs> instrument on it. And like the yeah. only thing that he didn't do was I think the last song has a singer on it. And mm. so like there's there's tell, one singer tell your, that's featured. Tell your story. That's why. Tell your story. So, tell like, your story. So, <laughs> yeah. So we saw Daniel Ho yeah. because he was the headliner at the Yukon, the yeah, Sa- yeah. San Diego, Diego. Yukon. And so I I just so happened to like, you know, run into him in the hallway and I was talking with him and I mentioned that, mm-hmm. that like, I listen to that album every year, mm-hmm. that Christmas ukulele Christmas album every year. And it was only recently that I realized that it was him doing every single thing <laughs> on that album. Uh-huh. Like he basically like did it and like yeah, Roy Sakuma produced it, but he also had a hand in producing it as well, mm-hmm. you know? And so... Daniel told me um, like a funny story about that Christmas album. Mm-hmm. And he said that he was, uh, he was with his wife in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he was on tour or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And they were, they were in Japan in a tiny cafe in, in Japan somewhere. And a song came on the radio yeah. and he was like, that's a really great, like, you know, version <laughs> of a Christmas song. Yeah. Like, I forget what song it yeah. was. Uh, and he, he was like, it sounds so, so great. Like, you know, the arrangement is so good. Mm-hmm. And so he went over to like the lady who owned the cafe mm-hmm. or the worker that was working at the cafe. And yeah. he was like, excuse me, like, um, who is that? Like, what yeah. what song is yeah. that that's playing? And it was his own song <laughs> because he's done so many albums yeah, yeah, that yeah. he forgot, like, you know, his <laughs> yeah. own arrangement. that was a long time ago that, yeah, too, you know? Yeah, that he, yeah. he arranged yeah. it very well, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, we all think right. that, that his arrangements are great. Yeah. But, like, he even didn't remember <laughs> his own arrangement of the song. And so I was like, oh, yeah, no wonder I would like it. He uh, said, "He said no wonder I would like it because yeah. I did. See, he's, like, genuine about, like, forgetting himself. Or I, if I went in there, I'm like, this is pretty good. Uh, I wonder who this yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, tell me who this is? Yeah. Oh, look, it's me. So funny, <laughs> but, yeah. But he, yeah. I love that Donald Glover joke where it's like his friend gets in the car and he's listening yeah. to a CD and his friend's like, you listen to your own music yeah. in the car? He's like, yeah, you know, I gotta like mix and master. Yeah, yeah but oh, Daniel yeah. Ho listens to his own music not knowing that it's his own. <laughs> he's like, actually like, this is pretty good. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. Um, we, he's done so many albums that he forgot already, <laughs> like the, all of his arrangements that he's made. No, but there's something to it, you know, to listening to your own music because it's like if you don't like your own music, then why even put it yeah. out there? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's exactly. one of those like if you're like if you don't want to listen to it, then what what makes you think that other people are going to want to listen to it? I remember um, we worked with someone. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say who, like who and stuff, but uh, but we worked with, uh, with with somebody on one of the playalongs that we did, mm-hmm. and we were going to meet up with, uh, with with that person somewhere. And um, one out of the two people, like we were, we were hanging out with, so we we're just waiting for the the lead singer of mm-hmm. this, you know, of this group. And he comes in blasting like the you know his own, remember that like, his own he was song. blasting his own song yeah. like full on just got a haircut you know like talking about just like the... you know like, he's like oh for this you know for the shoot I I got, I got you know I got grooming my 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 eyebrows like plucked and whatever <laughs> and then he was just blasting his own music as he parked and uh, and the guy who was with us like that the the uh, one of the members of the band he's like oh my god <laughs> he's so embarrassed for like you know for uh, for that band member he's like oh he's, he listens to his own song and me and you were like 
That's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome because he's, he's making music that he likes. likes yeah, right? Yeah. You know? Like, say what you want about, about Kanye West, but that's just, that's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of energy you need, yeah. right? Like, because yeah. same to be thing. Successful. Like, there's, you know, there's like that, that interview of like, of Kanye where he's just like, yeah, I listen to my own stuff. Like, what what about it? Like, I make music that, that I like. Like, uh-huh. why wouldn't I make music that I like, you yeah. know? So he's... You know he's bumping it in his car and stuff, but like me, I, I I like the music that I make. I bump it. I just don't bump it around people. <laughs> you you just don't like blast I know, it in yeah, your I don't car. Blast it. Like the yeah, car. it was full on. Like his windows were down. Yeah. Right? His windows were down, yeah. and like and uh, and and he parked like right in front of us, like going eh. Like he was. It wasn't like he just like he just pulled up. Uh-huh. He was like. He like announced himself like uh-huh. with his song. Yeah. It was just like, you know, you ever watch wrestling and there's like that entrance music? Uh-huh. And that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, his entrance music is like, oh, how's it going? While well, he's like, you know, he's Tokyo drifting into the uh, like <laughs> yeah. into the parking spot. But, yeah, but that's cool. Like, you, you yeah, know? you gotta, you he gotta, really man. Did, yeah. yeah, he he was just genuinely yeah. excited. That he was making music, yeah, and like yeah. they were huge, you know. Yeah. Like when when we did that play along with them, they were huge, and they're still he is still huge, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that like it was like their first album that that came out, and like uh, you know, I would and and so it's like super telling who it is already. Like, <laughs> but like they were he was he was young, and then this is his first you know first album. Like, who wouldn't be stoked to like have like a a hit album like it being mm-hmm. played in all the radio and stuff? You know, you're like yeah. own it, man. You know. Good stuff. That's like, you know, I I, I kind of took a look within where I'm like, how come I can't do that with mine? Like my, <laughs> my song's not as good. Not as not. I guess I don't make bangers. You know, <laughs> like maybe if I wrote bangers, then I'd like probably just like bump it in my car yeah, while that's I, me. you know, <laughs> yeah, that's me singing here. There's great vocals. Yeah. I would never say that about any of my songs. <laughs> you listen to that? Yeah, it's still only slightly flat. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um but yeah uh you guys since it's you know since it's like the first um the first podcast for december let's just say our favorite like you know top three favorite christmas songs yeah me you and you so me at christmas time <laughs> i really like uh i anything from the johnny mathis christmas album yeah awesome awesome stuff but if if i had to uh if i had to pick one it would be his version of sleigh ride um and uh i really like the um i really like the christmas on the chestnuts you mm-hmm. know like uh any particular version of that maybe the uh who's who's that like super famous like um blanking out right now but it's it's like the one that you've heard like if you go to a starbucks and that that one <laughs> it's that ben crosby like i forget who who did that uh that version of it but it's ben like crosby it's one of those guys. Uh, or, or like the one that people know yeah i think yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one like the the common because it's I like think you mean michael buble <laughs> i don't think michael buble did chestnuts right but that's that, like a... that album was awesome too i like his version of santa baby honestly because uh-huh. it's like it's it's usually like a uh like a female singing yeah. that you know singing that uh, song but he's just like he turned it into like a guy's anthem it was like yo just give me some cash santa you know all good Cha-ching, <laughs> right love that love that i guess that would be fourth place if i had a fourth place <laughs> you know well so what, what was it uh what was the first one at christmas time just hands down one of my favorite christmas songs and then mm-hmm. uh pure heart, yeah. christmas christmas heart song, song. And yeah. then what chestnuts 
Uh, and what was the third one? And um, Sleigh Ride by okay. uh, Johnny Mathis. Nice. Yeah, Bing Crosby's Ch- uh, Christmas Time, Pure Heart uh, at Christmas Time, <laughs> and uh, oh, sorry, no, Bing Crosby's Christmas Song, Chestnuts, uh, Johnny Mathis, Sleigh Ride, Pure Heart at Christmas Time. I finally got to do it. I finally got to like. I've always wanted to do that song for like for the lesson, but back then we used to like teach note for note what the solo is, and I don't actually know the solo for that song, so I always just make up my own solo like in improv. So uh, because we have a little bit more freedom nowadays with the uh, with, with the playalongs and lesson, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just let's just go for it. Let's just teach songs that we like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it's just make your own kind of music, guy. And then <laughs> play it in your car, but turn it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Don't you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm blasting it all the way up until I get to about KFC, you know, where like I'm I'm a couple blocks away from my house. That's when I go and turn it down just in case my neighbor's like pulling up. I'm like, oh, isn't that that guy? <laughs> Start rolling up your window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he listening to his own song? I don't know. I'm just kind of embarrassed, but I I don't make bangers, that's why. But you know, if I if I was like Bruno Mars or whatever, and I made bangers all the time, and I made the Silk Sonic album, <laughs> I would be blasting it wherever I went. You know what I mean? Like that's that that would just be. I would just have a boombox and just play my song everywhere. I would be that proud of that album if I made that. Because <laughs> I feel like it's one of the best albums ever. It's ever. It's just there's sorry every other album ever. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, you wanna say what your top three is? Yeah, go. Oh, uh, this Christmas mm. is always number one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I don't know. Uh, after that, it's kind of a toss-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, one of my favorite Christmas albums. Mm-hmm. Hansen snowed in. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So unorthodox. <laughs> it, it's just a, it's just a good album all nice, around. Nice. They nice. they were like kids at the time, mm. but it was just a solid Christmas album. Hansen was just a solid band. I think yeah. they just got a yeah. bad rap. You in know, fact, because they had um, long hair, but so did the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. In fact, a lot they had a few. Uh, I think on that album they had a few original Christmas songs, yeah. and all of them are good too. Mm. So they did. Uh, they did a bunch of covers. Uh, of like classic Christmas songs, all of those are really good, but mm. the their originals were yeah impressive mm. yeah yeah yeah. And then, I was a, I was a big middle of nowhere fan, but I didn't let anybody know oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a big middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, it was a great. Where's album. the love, Lucy? Like all those songs. Yeah. Oh man, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's like if you were mm. if you looked into Hansen yeah. beyond Mbop yeah then you're probably great a fan catalog. for life yeah great right? catalog yeah if you if you actually looked into them mm. and like you know if you don't only know them for yeah. Mbop then you're probably a fan for life yeah, yeah. good stuff good stuff yeah. even Mbop like rhythmically that song is yeah and lyrically yeah and if lyrically you, if you're like, oh, so good yeah it was just that nobody could understand the lyrics yeah. like, but it's like super play. deep yeah. <laughs> it's super deep it's about like and how could like three young kids write a song about like it's it's a slice of life song but it's about like also like the life changes yeah. you know like and how people change it's uh-huh. crazy i'm like you wrote that at how old yeah you know so people judge 
like Hansen and, and Umba. And, you know, if we're just talking solely about the one that people know about, they're like, no, you got to look deeper into that song. It's so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe third would probably be Henry Capono's Merry Christmas to You. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll probably play that for the... Mm-hmm. For the open mic this this oh, week, okay. so yeah. But that album is special to me because um, when I was a kid, when I like I was in Cub Scouts, mm-hmm. and um, during December they would always have because it was like during the Christmas break, mm-hmm. they would have a lads and dads camping trip up in Kokei. Mm-hmm. And so like if you've ever been to Kauai and you you drive up to Kokei, there's a point where um there's no radio signal anymore mm. so like me and my dad would be riding in his truck going up to Kokei, and then there's a point where the radio like we don't we don't get any radio mm. signal and merry christmas to you that album was one of the cassette tapes mm. that he had in his truck oh, and so okay. like we would just listen to that like oh, you know because yeah. especially because it was during december yeah so um nice yeah he has fantastic renditions of like a lot of christmas songs mm. and then his original Christmas songs. One of them is Merry Christmas to You. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a classic. Here in Hawaii, that's a classic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. What about you, Kai? Yeah. I think uh, I wanted Aaron to go first because, yeah, just I only, mm-hmm. like, my favorite Christmas song is This Christmas, and then that's pretty much it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, you hate Christmas, guy. Is yes. that it? Is that yeah. what it is? <laughs> my heart will not grow. What is it? Ten times larger. My mom, my mom loves Christmas, mm. and like I think it, that's great. But she like blasts Christmas music. Mm. She doesn't play it for like our whole house, but she's like, right, right. even when it's not Christmas, she'll be mm. playing a Christmas playlist, you know, mm. and listening to that. So yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. She does enough Christmas for, her, <laughs> for your our whole, whole house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like you know like those kinds of like Christmas songs because and. You know, growing up religiously and like playing at the church and stuff, I always played all those songs mm-hmm. also. I mean, I, I dig those, but it's not going to be like on my top three, like I will listen to outside of the church kind of thing because I hear it enough oh, <laughs> like during yeah. the church practices. I Because I would do like the midnight mass or like the six like the six p.m. mass Christmas Eve for like the kids. And then I would, you know, I'd go home for like a few hours, then go back to church to do the midnight mass, sleep, or oh, well, then go home, have like christmas eve did because for filipinos we do it like after 12 o'clock that's when we have dinner oh. and, you know so when they have you know come home after church we have din- dinner like one two in the morning wake up super early so i can go play at church like for christmas mass like the next day christmas was always just like oh my god i have to play like three you know three <laughs> different masses like in a 24 hour time span uh-huh. and it's just nothing but christmas because i was part of the uh the music ministry so i love those songs love playing it because uh the music ministry that i was a part of was, was actually really really good you know like um back then we had like auntie millie and you know and she she would lead and um and gilbert and you know and it's amazing like amazing musicians that i got to play with and made me really like those like traditional like religious christmas songs and stuff like what child is this we always did a good rendition of like we three kings where mm-hmm. we like had like different parts um we also did like that a la gloria like mm-hmm. in excelsis deo like loved like love all those and then because auntie millie was like 
uh, you know, she she loved to do like like she loved to sneak in Filipino like songs there because part of you know here in on Kauai like most of the Catholic community is Filipinos, mm-hmm. so we would like try to sneak in a, like a Filipino song or two, and it was always really cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got okay. kind of a lot of questions. Yes, in let's the chat, go. So let's go, LFG, everybody. Okay, <laughs> let's friggin' go. So uh, Viking Norm, they said okay. that they just got their first ukulele, nice. but they're having a hard time playing a minor. Mm. Um, and yeah, I okay. Guess, like any tips or any tips? Uh, first off, when you're uh, you know when you're holding your, it's all about holding uh, the way that you hold your ukulele. So make sure that the, you got the of the triangle when you're holding the ukulele. The triangle is the uh, your your ukulele, your body, and your left arm. So that your left arm is nice and nice and straightforward. So you can kind of see it like this. Don't bring your ukulele all the way in against your body. And that's like that's number one because if your ukulele is all against your body, you're you kind of you know this dinosaur arm kind of thing. And then when you try to play A minor, most likely your uh, your your palm is like this, and you're trying to get it. And and that's that's very difficult because if I took my ukulele away, it kind of looks like this. You know, that's not what you want to do. So have the triangle, uh, which is basically just hold your ukulele and bring the uh, bring the top side forward while keeping the. Uh, the the other side here on the body like close to your body still like that so you have that triangle between your ukulele your body and your left arm okay and uh use the pillow as for the beginners i always suggest using the pillow the pillow is this right here the soft spot between your thumb and your pointer finger and if this is the neck of your ukulele you know the neck should go on a pillow and when you uh, when you're doing the pillow make sure you're shaking hands with the person in front of you like this not like shaking hands with with the ceiling or with somebody on the side or whatever you're not shaking hands like this right so you're you're shaking hands like this up and down you know so put your hand forward like you're shaking hands with somebody neck goes in there and notice that my thumb is up here. Don't put your thumb in the back, you know, just, just put it right on the pillow for now. And then you're going to do a very natural movement, which is basically closing your fist. I know I just turned that way, but you're going to do it like this and you're going to close your fist like that. See how my middle finger tries to touch my, my thumb, okay? So now when you, uh, when you hold your ukulele like that with the, tri- with the addition of the triangle, try to touch your thumb with your middle finger, but actually place it on the G string second fret like that. And if you look uh, right here, here's my palm. It's not touching the, the bottom because it's it's this way. Yeah. Because if you uh, if you touch the bottom of the uh, of of the neck, then that means you're basically taking out your you know your the um, the flexibility with your hands. So your fingers would have to like you know really just curl up and get that course you're you, it's gonna look like you know it's gonna look like this where it's just kind of awkward right you know, spider-man you know you're gonna do this which if you took your ukulele away it looks like this well where you're just about to make a fist it's super um a very natural uh movement for you right so here try to touch your thumb but then place it on the g string second fret if you're, uh, you know, if you're catching the A string, if you're doing that, just adjust your, you know, your your pointer finger because that's basically what it's what it's touching, right? It's not touching your ring or your pinky because it's your your wrist should be at this angle. So the the only thing that would be touching it is your pointer. And even if it touches, if it sounds like that, don't worry about it. You know, just uh, just just keep playing. And all you have to do if you want to, you know, if you really want to get rid of that 
is to uh, just kind of uh, lower your your wrist a little bit or lower the, the thumb instead of it being up here, about right here. So you're still not placing in the back like this. You're just lowering the thumb a little bit because see what that does with my, um, you know, just that simple movement. It lowers the pointer finger away. And of course, shaking hands is this way. There. A minor. Yep. Okay. Uh, try it in the mirror. You'll yeah, probably see yeah, yeah. Like, where you're cramping up. As long as yeah. you're not doing this. Don't grab it from the bottom. That's like, I feel like the number one bad habit that people do with the ukulele is locking their palms and then trying to use your, their fingers to do chords. It's just not yeah. it. Like, you just need to relax. And it, it, you need the flexibility of this. You need this movement, yeah? Because when you're doing chords, G, D, whatever, if you take off your, your ukulele, it just looks like this, you know? It looks like you're making fists, but then like creating those shapes with your fingers as you make a fist. That's really all. You see, it looks like that, so it looks like this. See? Yeah. Yeah. Also, make sure that it's the tip of your finger that's touching oh, the yeah. string. Oh yes, the tip, and not, not the, the not the flat part, not the pad, the tip of your finger. So the fingertip is going very good, very good advice. Yeah, and then the arch. Make sure that the yeah. arch of your finger yep, is strong, arch. not so not collapsed. Not the uh, you know not the pad fingertip. Yeah, that's it. Yep, should be <clears throat> next. Uh, so we had a lot of questions. Let's go. Yeah, uh, Ronnie said, "Have you played a dobro?" Ukulele? No. Yep. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is a dobro. You uh, uh, resonator. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I played resonators, but I haven't played a dobro resonator. Yeah, I've read resonators. Um, I own one actually. Yeah, you know, no, uh, no. I own one now. It's pretty good. I I dig it. You know, it's definitely for a style because it has a different sound than than you know what I what, uh, what I'm normally used to when I play ukuleles, like the all wood ukuleles. But it is, you know, it it's good for the style that that it's meant for. Like mm -hmm. if you're playing bluegrass and stuff like that, it sounds really really yeah. good. Like you just can't. It, it's not the same. Pan, yeah, that alley. tin pan alley. Like if you're trying to play regular ukulele to that kind of music, it's fine. Yeah. But if you use a resonator, you're like, yeah, that's the that's the sound. That's the sound. Like uh, I was doing a. a like that, <laughs> yeah. that song best that we had, that we had, yeah, best day of my life. And um, I remember being in Italy and I played like a tiny, you know, like a resonator soprano mm -hmm. of that. And it's like, it's a sound, <laughs> you know, like, and I didn't have a resonator when we did the play along for that. But if I did, yeah. Oh no, I was like a banjo uke. Yeah. So it's that kind of sound, you know, yeah. like banjo-y resonator kind of sound. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next. Okay. Uh, Cybernaut asked, what music genres do you like? Um, everything. I mean, honestly, everything. I listen to everything. You know, I, I like everything from like from classical. I was talking about, you know, Goraldi trio. I, I like uh, I like Vivaldi. I like, you know, um, and I also like metal. It's like uh, Avenged Sevenfold, like things like that. You know, I like reggae, of course, but I like all of them. It's just I enjoy and and respect all genres of music. I don't know if there's a genre of music that I don't like, honestly. Because like I'll find you know like something in in a certain genre yeah, that, that I like. Like a song. Yeah, a song. Like... You know what I mean? Like there's always something you know in, in the genre because you can you can you 
you can dismiss a genre, but it would be foolish because that would be just like saying that there's no redeeming song in that genre at all, which is just false. You know what I mean? Like you could have great lyrics, but it's just in a certain genre that might not be for you, but you can still find it like, oh yeah, those are pretty deep or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like um, I know some people would be like, oh rap, I don't like rap and stuff. But like if you listen to like some good, really poetic raps and like, and look at the flow, look at the, you know, like the kind of, um, accents and the timing yeah, and the stuff team. that it's it's insane it is just so so talented like how how people can string together words like that and i just you know i respect it and some of the flow is awesome you know like i so for rap recently i've been enjoying um ezekiel miller or easy mill like he's a filipino rapper i love how he you know goes from one language to the other without disrupting the flow which is so difficult because like the way i speak you know a couple of filipino languages tagalog and ilocano i speak a little bit of visayan but it's like when I speak in English and when I speak in Tagalog, it's two completely different, yeah. like even just tones that, that, that I do, you know? Uh -huh. So if I'm speaking like this, Tagalog, it sounds different. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. different cadence. There's like a different kinds of uh, you know of way of speaking. But Easy Mill kind of does it where like, oh my God, he spoke like three different languages in like in that in that verse. Yeah. And it all flows. It's amazing. But you know. Not PG. Parental warning. If you're gonna listen to the Easy Mill, it's you know he's he's signed to Shady Records, so it's 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 yeah. not it's not the most kid friendly. But if if you enjoy rap, Easy Mill, good stuff. You probably if you enjoy rap, you probably already know about Easy Mill. You know one of the biggest signings recently, uh, and I'm just proud because I'm a, a he's a Pinoy, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Um, and yeah, and there's like lots of great classical music. Uh, there's lots of great like you know um, mid-century pop that that I really like. There's uh, a lot of like um, metal, like a lot of emo, <laughs> like all that stuff. Even like you know um, uh, like like J-pop, K-pop. Like uh, there's even like electronica and like that kind of stuff. Like I appreciate all of them. Like. People are like, oh, techno and electronic is so hard. But like, I grew up in the 90s and and I would blast like the Night of the Roxbury album, <laughs> like, you know? And that's just derivatives of that album or like all the, you know, all the artists that, that did uh, stuff for the Night of the Roxbury album. So it's just that. And like, I can appreciate any and all musical genres because I feel like there's there's definitely ones that that's there for me, you know? Yeah. And there's got to be a song out there for you if you're like, oh, I hate this insert genre here you know there's got to be something yeah i feel like people who say that they mm -hmm. probably mean like the most like forward facing yeah yeah, yeah. like versions of that music and mm -hmm. so they haven't like dug any deeper and when you yeah. dig deeper you can probably find like either a certain artist or a subgenre of mm -hmm. that genre of music that fits you yeah. like for me i don't personally care for like uh contemporary like uh country or like pop country but i know like there's other types of country that i'm like this is pretty good. Yeah. 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 I so, if you dig enough. Yeah, with country, that, that was the thing. Like, I, you know, I, I guess it was cool to say, like, I hate country, you know, like back then, <laughs> especially like point. in the 90s at one point and stuff. Yeah, but like, not now. I like grew up with the our creative boys, which is like, as like Hawaiian country. And mm -hmm. so that's the thing. There's got to be something that's in within your palette. For me, like, uh, you know, maybe like the the, uh, the mainstream like you said forward facing country music for me it was just like it was just not it at the time um but you know but you have like a guy like ernie cruz jr singing um uh, uh what is it, like are you missing me or any of these like you know uh 
um, country classics. It's like, oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. And then you listen to like Ernie Cruz Sr.'s album. You're like, oh, yeah. I love country. Yeah. yeah, so good. But but yeah, it's it, I can appreciate any any genre. But maybe if it's something that I don't understand, like I don't know, like maybe there's a genre of like uh, I don't know, like. Um, like Peruvian throat singing, maybe then I'd be like, oh, okay, I don't know if I can get into this. But <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> even probably, then, yeah, maybe in the right mood, can find, you know what I yeah. mean? Maybe in the right mood, I'd be like, hey, throat singing is not that bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's kind of catchy, yeah. you know. Tibetan, yeah, Tibet. That's it. Yeah. Tibet, not Peruvian. Tibetan throat singing. I feel like when you like, as a musician, if you mature more and more, then you can see like the qualities yeah. of other genres and other things, and you can be like. I don't really care for it, but I can see how much work that person put into to get to be able yeah. to perform that. Yeah, and I mean, and and like, and uh, as a kid, uh, I would go to the bond dances because I don't understand. I don't understand Japanese or whatever, and it's just like this really traditional Japanese kind of thing. But like now, I go, I'm like, I have like a favorite song from the bond dance, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or like, I would uh, I would watch like videos of, of people playing um, shamisen with like people playing drums or like or beatbox and it's like oh my god that shamisen beatbox combo is so good you know so it's things like that where i'm like oh that's that's so cool (laughs) yeah just get off my lawn i know but it's it's like so (laughs) it's it's so um diplomatic to be like i like all genres but honestly like i just named all the you know like genres that people would normally be like i don't know and i named some artists that that i listen to so it's it's fine it's cool (laughs) okay yeah uh, so Joseph said, uh, any tips for switching between ukulele and guitar back and forth? Um, okay. Well, like one of, one of my tips is, is that the like chord on, shapes on are kind of, you know, I wasn't on stage. sure. Yeah. I tried to figure out if they meant like <laughs> actually just, changing instruments yeah. or if it's just like learning in general. Right? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, if you're like learning shapes tend to, you know, tend to be the same because the, the bottom four, um, as far as the um, the the notes and the note spacing and the intervals between the you know between each string on the bottom four uh, of the guitar and or I should say top four people whenever I say bottom four people always think the bass strings you know but I'm the treble strings the, yeah treble strings the treble strings in the guitar is very similar to the um, you know to to the intervals on the treble on all four strings of the ukulele mm-hmm. you know so for and what i mean by that is that like if i had a low g right so the next you know the next string down will be you know two and a half steps up and then from that string it's two steps up and then from that string it's uh, once again two and a half strings uh, two and a half steps up three uh could you take out your guitar, guitar. Aaron? So we can actually like, yeah, yeah. Can, like see it in you know in, in real oh, time. Oh. Here's a here's a Logi ukulele. And then Oh yeah, yeah, there we go, there we go. And then if you had the capo on five on the guitar, it's exactly the same. Or oh, not not even that. Like because I'm just talking shapes, yeah. So yeah. once again, here's a low G ukulele. I mean regardless low G or high G, it's still a G. Okay, so just keep that you keep that in mind. So two and a half steps because each fret is a half step, so two and a half steps, you get the you get the next string down. From that from that string it's two steps. So uh one, two steps. And then from there another two and a half steps. Well you'll get you'll get those. So when you play a chord or a shape like G it plays a certain chord because those intervals, you know, are are the same. So now when yeah. I play guitar, but uh, 
in guitar. It's different notes, okay? Let's just say it's different notes, but the intervals are the same. So in this case, for, so the here's the four, right? So from from the from that that string, two and a half steps. Oh, sorry. oh two and a half steps. Same, yeah, same note. Then from there, remember I said two steps, so two steps, and two and a half steps from there. So it's the same intervals with those four strings, meaning if I play a G chord shape, it'll play a chord. It might not be the same chord, but the shapes are the same. And that's basically what I'm trying to say. So the shapes stay the same from guitar to, uh, to, to ukulele. So um, I just have to think about the, the top two strings on, on the bass because that's not part of the ukulele. So if I were to extend that full chord, say, so if I were to play uh, that G chord shape, it creates a D chord on the guitar, which you know, A and E are, are fine to, to leave open there. But if I wanted, you know, like if I wanted the, the E to not be an E, because basically this is a D with the E bass. Yeah, so I can kind of take my thumb, play it if you F sharp, or maybe do this. And just mute the, the E string. So uh, that's all I have to do. I just have to think about what, you know, what the bass notes are. And then so that C chord shape, also works. So all the chord shapes in ukulele works on the guitar, but you just have to think of the top two bass notes, and that would be G. Wait, but what's his question going from, oh, between ukulele and guitar? And then, yeah, and if you're just going back and forth. forth. Yeah, that's it. So if you, if you look at the chord shapes, they're basically the same. Everything else, you know, like, is its own thing. Guitar is its own thing. It's like the way that I approach guitar versus the way that I approach ukulele. Um, although they're similar, like in, in the fact that they're stringed instruments, but my form on the guitar is different from my form on the ukulele. My form on the guitar, sure, I'm holding in the same place, but my elbow goes there, you know, because of the of the size. But like, and uh, and with the ukulele, like I I go more wrist, but this one, like I go a little bit more wrist and forearm. Right? So, and you can do that, you know, you can do that same thing. So it's similar, but different because it's his own approach. Yeah. So with, the, with the ukulele, same thing, but I wouldn't put like, you know, where, where I put my forearm like this, I wouldn't play my ukulele like that because if I would extend it, I would be strumming here and I'm not, you know, like, so it's his own thing. I want to strum here. So I adjust to bring my, my elbow in as far as the, the form goes and I have the triangle, all that stuff. It is different, but it's slightly the same. So take note, uh, my advice is take note of the similar things, for example, the chord shapes, the, um, you know, the, the similar things in the holding part, similar things in kind of striking the strings and the attack, focus on that and, uh, and know and, and feel the difference between the two so that you can separate the two things. What I don't like is, um, and, you know, and I'm guilty of it also, is kind of approaching a you know a uh approaching one like how would i would approach the other you know like so i would i would play the guitar like an ukulele it just it sounds fine but 
it's like it's not like playing the guitar at all it's almost like i'm ignoring the top two if i played it like how i would play the ukulele and if i play the ukulele like how i would play the guitar then i'm ignoring the techniques that are specifically ukulele you know i wouldn't be able to like i don't have the re-entrant string for example on the guitar so i wouldn't necessarily be using any re-entrant kind of techniques on you know on uh on my ukulele if i was so like if i approach it like it like a guitar so know the difference but also know the similarities mm -hmm. Yeah. Here. Next. Uh, oh, Nancy said, uh, yeah. any advice on what to use to clean the fretboard? I've read that lemon oil and coconut oil are the best, but I've also read that you should never use those. Um, I don't know about coconut oil. Never heard of that. But lemon oil, definitely. Um, and there is like specific lemon oil. You can't just use stuff like Pledge, although Pledge is like, oh, it's like lemon oil in it or whatever. But yeah. like there's or, specific... Or like... Just, lemon extract yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's that's not there's that's, lemon oil that's formulated for yeah. guitars for, and and strings instruments. instruments yeah yeah yeah. so i would i would get that just go with a trusted source you know um i know i think diodario or planet waves makes like um mm -hmm. makes lemon oil yeah and like and it's maybe five bucks it's not expensive and all you do is just kind of put the lemon oil uh, take your strings off put the lemon oil on top and just give it a good wipe use a microfiber cloth and really get in there and just kind of so it doesn't scratch it up and stuff you know um and and really get in and rub it off uh rub the uh the gunk off of your fretboards and in especially in between where you know the 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 fret and the fret wire really get into those grimy kind of green looking you know parts of your of your fretboard but yeah i don't know about coconut oil never really heard of that but i don't know you know but there are formulated uh lemon oils specifically for cleaning the, the fretboard i wouldn't really uh experiment away from that because it works you know like don't fix it if it ain't broken kind of thing yeah. and it's like and it's not like they're charging 20 bucks a bottle of like you know of, of lemon oil to clean your fretboard no it's like five bucks it's not that bad yeah yeah and i think um jim brought it up yeah. la last week or whenever the last time that this question came up yeah and he said that Martin advises against using lemon oil for your fretboard, but mm -hmm. I think it might be like like straight lemon oil. Don't, oh yeah, yeah, don't yeah not use, the formulated. Yeah, yeah it has yeah, to be there are, from a trusted formulated, like specifically for instruments grade yeah. lemon yeah. oil. So you can yeah. usually find them at music stores, yeah. like a bottle of lemon oil for yeah. musical instruments. Yeah, because I mean, same thing with like say food. You know, you can put food in whatever container that you want to put it in. But if it's not food safe, you know, food grade containers, <laughs> you don't necessarily want to put it in there. You know, <laughs> same thing. It's it's kind of like that, but. I don't know about that either because I was I was a kid that grew up in the Philippines where we would put our like soft drinks in plastic bags. That God <laughs> yeah. knows it was food safe or not, you know. Yeah. But nowadays, I, like my wife scolds me all all the time about like is that food safe? Because <laughs> I, I came from like a family that would just put like food in whatever kind of container you know that that we could find. <laughs> I drink out of a uranium glass, <laughs> and I only glow sometimes. <laughs> only and, when I'm aggravated, <laughs> and I only have one extra flipper. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, only when I'm angry. You don't want to see me angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, like uh, the the lemon oil for instruments yeah. is usually like lemon oil that's like watered down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's not as strong as pure lemon. Oil. Yeah, and then yeah. hopefully it won't 
interfere yeah, but, with any of the finish that's on your, yeah. your and guitar you're not, ukulele and don't like drown it in lemon oil either you know what yeah, I mean like just use it like appropriate amount, amount or like put it on the microfiber cloth and then rub it into the, the thing maybe even you know like if, if you're too scared if you're really like, worried yeah if you're really worried about like putting it directly on your fretboard like I just put it directly on my fretboard but I don't drown it in that either yeah. so that or, can also happen you know yeah I think uh, like advice that people tell but it's not really mm. good is like to put the lemon oil and like leave it and let it soak into your fretboard oh yeah i want to know about yeah. doing that because oh. like uh your fretboard can like expand and then it can actually like pop out the frets or yeah, yeah, yeah. don't do that frets. don't do that put so it if, on wipe it off yeah like just by the time you you if you put it on and you yeah. like kind of go down the frets to the 12th fret then just like wipe it off yeah. you, you should be fine should yeah. be good. should be good. Yeah, I've I've done it on all my instruments, this one included, um, my main ukulele, and I've used that same like Planet Waves one mm-hmm. that I bought for like three, five bucks. I don't know if it's five bucks anymore, maybe like six, yeah. seven dollars, but definitely it's still not, not planet like, planet waves anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's not yeah. like it shouldn't be more than ten bucks. And like that bottle is gonna last you like forever. Because you shouldn't use that much of it, you know? Like just mm-hmm. use a little bit on your fretboard, maybe put it on the microfiber cloth and then and uh, and do it. It should last you maybe 20, 30 cleanings, you know, for something like less than 10 bucks. It's more pricey, but I use uh, Music Nomad. They make oh, yeah. uh, a fretboard cleaner yeah. too. And oh, works. nice. I got to check yeah. that out. They have several formulations, I think, right? For yeah. different oh, things. I, and then they have like a, a whole neck cleaner where they have like a fret cleaner polisher oh, cool. too. Mm-hmm. I cool, use cool, that cool. and that really works really well. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, next. Um, Chris asks, have you seen the documentary Harana? Have you written and sang a song <laughs> for a girl you were courting? I've never seen the documentary Harana, but I know like the story of the song Harana, where like uh, it was just a song that they were like just kicking around in Ateneo, which is like a prestigious college in uh, in the Philippines, and uh, and somebody um, from uh, a member from a group called Smoky Mountain in in the uh, in, in the Philippines, they were like they were a, a group of singers uh, Ryan Kayabyab produced. And and he sang the song Harana. Didn't really go anywhere. And then like Parokin and Edgar, who are Ateneo students, graduates, like did their version of it, and it blew up. And they're like, wait, what? That's a cover? You know, like that's that's like a, a cover song. So I know the story of Harana. Never saw the documentary on it or anything like that. But have I played you know or written songs um, for a girl that was courting? Basically, all four albums, <laughs> all four albums. You know what I mean? Most of them about one girl, Ooh. and that's all I'm gonna say about that because my wife might be watching, <laughs> and she's not the girl. And she's, and she's oh. yeah. Well, you know, like you gotta think. I wrote like the first two at least, like before I started Way dating before my you met her. yeah dating my wife. You yeah. know, like so, it's. I mean, I only really write like sappy love songs. <laughs> That's, yeah. it, it, and it's hard to write about stuff that you don't know, stuff that you haven't experienced. So it's all like kind of real experiences that I've had. So if all my songs, at least, uh, um, especially the first couple, are like super sad, it's because I was just like a super emo kid. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, my, my high school and college years were nothing but heartbreak. And that's, that's how you learn love the hard way, yeah. you know? We did and mention. just keep going back to that well. Yeah, like, you just keep going like, back to that can sad I write well. About, yeah, like, exactly. Me, the sad me. But, we, you know, huh? we did mention that you do like emo music, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. But one of my favorite songs that I've ever written is a song called Music. And it kind of talks about 
about me like wanting to write a song about you know like somebody that that, that I'm courting. So that that song music is in my acoustic robot love songs album. And it's about like how I write songs all the time for you know for for people that that I'm courting or people that I have interest in, and um, and it was like that song is about like just once, just one time I would like you know I, I would wish the girl that I wrote that song for would be a fan of that song that I wrote <laughs> yeah. for you know for, wrote for them. It's like uh, if. If she's grooving to the song or singing along to the song that I wrote for her, mission accomplished. Like that's what that song is all about. But I'm too distracted by the amazing bassline. <laughs> I love that song. But that's like kind of uh, if you guys haven't heard it, that's that's like my nod to um to like to John Mayer and and uh, and Stevie Wonder. Like it's got a Stevie Wonder kind of ending to it, and uh, it's got a John Mayer riff. To, uh, to to that song and, and the bass line the Kanijo just knocks it out of the park as far as bass line goes you know you know what you have to do you have to bump that song and then drive <laughs> up with a brand new haircut and sunglasses and be like hey girl you like this song right that, that's how you get there. it's crazy because he just got his brows done and he was telling us about like how he got his brows done and he's like so I was at the thing and I told her like oh go do my go do my brows too and like oh don't let it it's like don't let it intimidate you. Whatever did he say? Something like, like, oh, you have to control it. Don't let it control you. Because <laughs> I guess he has, like, he has like bushy brows, you know. And it's just like, oh, don't be, don't be scared. Don't let it control you. You have to control it. <laughs> something like that. So hilarious. That sounds like a Bruce Lee saying. <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared of the brows. <laughs> okay, we got a couple more. Yeah. Questions. Okay. 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 Uh, so Team Vilena uh, said, do you have a nail care regimen with uh, specific fingers? Mm. I do, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my pointer finger, I like to just keep nice uh, nice and short. If I can grow it out a little bit, and you can't quite see, you can't really see, can you? It's, it's not completely just like skin. There's a little bit of nail on there, but I'm just aware because this is the one that I, that I strum all the time. So it's going to break. It's brittle. It's just, it breaks all the time. So I just expect it to break. Um, the middle finger... A little bit long, you can kind of see it a little bit there. It's a little bit long, you know. I don't want to just show just the middle finger. <laughs> uh, it's it's a little bit long there, and I like that because I can kind of use that to pick with my thumb and my my middle finger. Ring finger is a little bit long, also, but not too long. Pinky finger is a little bit long, so it's about that. I don't like it any longer than how I have it right here. So it, it is long, but it's not like super duper long. Like like I was working at an office and I, I was typing like, oh look at my nails, you know. But I guess if I, you know, if I worked at an office job as a secretary or, or or something or some kind of big typing job, I would go get those like those Asian nails with like with the you know the long claws with like the, the flower on top or like I would put Squirtle or something you know on top of my nail because <laughs> that's cool. Like if you're typing uh, your typing job, you can constantly see your cool nails, you know. But uh, my thumb though is is relatively long, so this is the longest nail that I have, but it's still not that long. This one I I feel like I have to um I have to trim, but I do everything with with this one. Like uh, I I I do my my main pickings whenever I roll. It's I always do like an up like kind of flick with the thumb before I do the roll. But the the reason why my why my ring and pinky fingers are long is because of the roll. I want the roll to really just kind of you know slide off my my nails like this because. When I roll, I just open my hands, right? So it goes from a closed hand to an open hand position. So that. And if I have long nails, it just makes that task a lot simpler. And with the thumb, 
it's it flicks up and then I open up the hand. But what what do you do for like nail care to take care of it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so as far as my nail care, so we talked about length as far as nail care goes, um I would uh I would use a nail cutter to cut it maybe like a millimeter from where I want it to be. And then uh and then I use uh I just buff buff it to to where where it needs to where it needs to go i almost never get it <laughs> like you know i always i almost always go below where it's supposed to be and then like it's gig time I'm like oh my god aaron i like i buffed it too short or whatever you know but what do you use for like uh, to like, buff I'm... it um uh for if you want to go like just the the everyday route there's like you know, if you go to like to a drugstore, like Long's Drugs, I know Long's Drugs is only in Hawaii now and it's closed everywhere, but like to, to a drugstore, they have like this block, like this multicolored block uh -huh. that has like different, different yeah, yeah, different surfaces on the, uh, you know, on, on each side. Mm -hmm. um, but lately I've been using um, this like really fancy, like uh, crystal nail file that oh, my wife like got glass. for me. Yeah, yeah, it's like a glass yeah. nail file. So good. Yeah, it's because, you know, good. like when you, when you, file your nails it, it's like kind of rough and stuff mm -hmm. the crystal nail file or the glass nail file that, that that i have when you know when you um when you file your nail it it's smooth mm -hmm. it doesn't have the rough edges and i dig that because with ukulele you can hear the the roughness you know if, if it's kind of roughly mm -hmm. um shaped you can hear that like when you uh when you hit the strings and that's why I recommend the, the multi, you know, um, yeah. surface one because you can you can get it to where you need it to go, and then the other sides are for buffing. Mm -hmm. They're not for like they're not for to smooth it. Out. Yeah, to yeah. smooth it out because you need to smooth it out, or else it'd be rough. And when it's like when you go against the strings, you can hear the roughness. Yeah, so that's my nail care. Um, do I take any like supplements? Not nah, no, just. Yeah. And they just, also asked uh, press-ons or lacquer. I don't. I I don't. Um, maybe like. Uh, there's those like nail strengtheners that you can put on top that like would be as far as I'd go. Uh, I used to use press-ons and I used to use like gel and stuff like that. But when they, and it, they're fine, they're great. But when they break, that makes that finger or that nail super like super weak afterwards. You know what I mean? So you have to just constantly like put, you know, put something on. And then when you're constantly putting something on that makes that nail uh, that much weaker and weaker and weaker. And if it comes off during your show, because like that, that nail hasn't, you know, it hasn't made contact with anything is super raw. So if, if my thumbnail comes off and I'm trying to do this, this, uh, this flick that I'm talking about with the roll, it's gonna hurt super bad, like to, uh, to, to strum up like this, because when you put press on nails, uh, or gel, you're going to have to cut this, you know, like the, the nail off to the, you know, to the skin so that they can put the press on nail and then add the gel on top of that. But if the press on nail itself goes out, it's just skin and it's super sensitive, you know, and when you, when you hit the strings, it's gonna hurt. How do I know it's happened multiple times? And I'm just like, <laughs> forget it. Not going to, not going to use it anymore. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. So that's why like, if, uh, yeah. somebody like loses their thumbnail or they don't have a thumbnail, you kind of just suggest pick. thumb pick, thumb yeah. pick, thumb pick. It's always thumb pick. Yeah. I, I know others swear by it and stuff, but I've just had too much bad experiences. It might work for others and stuff, but I, you know, my, my playing is pretty aggressive. So that's probably why mines break off like mid, you know, mid show, <laughs> you know, cause it's, it's aggressive because even the kind, like, um, it's not like I had it on for a long time, you know, like. 
I think when uh, I I went, uh, we did a San Diego show, and, and like Bernie guys like showed me like where to get like my oh, nail yeah, done, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I had it done, and like I think at the one of the last shows that we had, or the first show coming back, like my nail broke already, and it was like mm -hmm. a week. So it wasn't like I had it like for months or anything like that, and it was ready to go. No, it was like a week or two afterwards. Now. Is it just that particular place that I went to that did, did a bad job? I don't know. And I don't want to find out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I just don't want to risk it anymore. Yeah. They didn't. So. But you, you've tried that, like, uh, well, adhesive or, like, the press-on nail yeah. other times too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the press-on nails without the gel. Because I would, I would suggest if you're going to go press-on nails, put the gel on top. You're going there already. You know what I mean? You might as well. And when you, whenever you put a press-on nail in a professional salon they will take that drill thing they're like they'll take off like some layers on the top of your nail also uh -huh. like that makes it that already makes it, it weak and, 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 yeah. and brittle but it makes it adhere better yeah but it makes that nail weak so yeah not only you know like when when it breaks that nail is uh that nail is weak but you have to wait until like the new nail grows out before the strength comes back you know? <laughs> and then if you're gonna you know if you're gonna take it out to put a new one they have to drill that again you know so like whatever like however thin it already is is gonna get even thinner <laughs> and it's i don't know i'm just not a fan so <laughs> but some others swear by it you know what i mean like Calais, we have like brian tolentino and like all these guys like love the press on nail stuff I, and you know if i wasn't as aggressive with my strings I, i'd maybe do the same thing okay yeah. next uh and then Vicky said, is there a way to take Oh, that was Joey. Uh, oh, wait, what? That was Joey Jr. Jo oh, Villena. Oh, yeah. that's, that's my team, Villena. Oh, yeah. Joey. Villena Jr. from SD. Yeah, yeah. so he knows all about that. <laughs> <laughs> about San Diego and their, uh, you know, their salons. Yeah, it was one of them. It lasted a week. At least it was after the tour that it, that it happened. You know, it was like a Wednesday show or something. All right, next. Uh, Vicky said, is there a way to tighten up a gear tuner that seems to be loose? Um, if it's an open uh, if it's an open gear, yeah. Because if it's an open gear, like this, this is what's called an open gear. A closed gear would have something that, that's on top of the uh, of, of the back of the tuners to prevent you from uh, from doing it. And even then, I think you can open it up. You can uh, you can kind of um, loosen the you know loosen the screws and, and open it up so it'll uh, it'll expose the gear so here's the gear and in the middle of the gear there should be you know like um, grooves so that you could put a, uh, a screwdriver and tighten it uh, just make sure not to tighten it too much because if you tighten it too much then it's gonna be hard to turn if it's too loose then it doesn't turn which is you know uh, what happens when you like you when you turn it and then it goes right back that kind of thing you know it, it it does that thing just like if you go to like an abc store and you try to tune their ukuleles it'll like it'll turn right back <laughs> like that kind of thing but you can too you can tighten it so that it doesn't do that so you can buy an abc store ukulele tighten it up and make it playable should you sometimes probably yeah. not you know but depending on <laughs> yeah the, yeah how the much build, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but you know that's um so you can't you, um usually it's the middle you know the middle one be careful not to tighten up too much or else you can't turn it at all. It's just like till it's snug, right? Yeah, like, so that's snug. Uh, that it's yeah, you're you're able to turn it still. But usually, geared tuners have uh, I don't know, like one to eight, one to twelve ratio or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you want to keep that the the same. You don't mess with it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then that's it. That's, and that's, that's it. We got. That's it. That's all you got. Bruh, that's all you get. Uh, that's all. Bruh, that's all. Uh, yes. I think so. <laughs> 
Um, let's see, what is there to talk about? Um, we have the open mic coming up this uh, this Thursday. So for all of you folks who want to participate in the open mic, that is Thursday, 2.30? Yep. 2.30 Hawaiian Standard Time uh, on the front page of Ukulele Underground or a homepage. Uh, there should be a banner at the top, which you can click on. Leads you over to the Zoom room. There it is. It leads you to our Zoom room, which uh, you can you can go in and participate in the open mic. You can just watch if you want to. If you want to play, you can uh, you can play up to two songs and, and share your talent, share your music with us. We're a very encouraging group, so uh, I, I I dig it. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. So make sure so you, you check that out. That's Thursday, two thirty p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. Thursday, two thirty p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. Check your local listings for time. Okay, check now, your local listings and then go to our site. Yeah, that's, that's where you can actually <laughs> yeah. get it. Okay, um, let's see what else. Uh, Lower Friday Live Jam, of course. Uh, I just talked about at Christmas time. We just put that up a few days ago. Uh, that is a pure heart uh, song, the Christmas song, which I really love. My, my favorite Christmas song of all time. Super duper easy lyrics, you know. Um, I just, I just like the groove. I just like the picking. I, I, it's my from my favorite band in the whole world. So I, I dig it. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, in in Aldrin news, you know, I we we did our first um, our first ukulele club here. We don't even know what to call it yet. I, I was like, wow, well, let's talk about what we're gonna call this. They're like, ukulele club's fine. I'm like, I'll oh, just call it just ukulele club. But now Kauai has a, has an ukulele club. It's run ran by us. It was it was super fun. Uh, you know, there were there were us. Uh, Kanihu was there playing his bass. We had Kyle Ferrucho, Shadowstrom himself came down, <laughs> led a couple songs. We had jess and we had uh we had sam from the uh uh the lost pelicans so we mm -hmm. had some professional musicians come in and, and join us and jam and we had a great time everyone involved had a, had a fun time so if you're ever on the island of Kauai and it's the first sunday of the month check out lihue neighborhood center every first sunday of the month we're gonna have a jam session so i know there's a lot of you folks who, uh, who come down and check out Kauai and stuff if you're ever on Kauai, first sunday of every month we're gonna have a ukulele club so uh aaron and i have been to like hundreds of ukulele clubs around the world and stuff and now we finally have our own so it's super exciting super fun because uh we we learned a lot from the other ukulele clubs that we've attended and we want to make this super fun and and all the fun things that we've seen you know that that other ukulele clubs do we're basically incorporating into our own ukulele club we'll, we'll have some cool guests and stuff we'll try to feature some local musicians in that so that was super fun um i also started the 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 uh, my ukulele academy that I, that i was talking about that that went pretty well as as well and uh, we're going to continue that for the next couple of weeks so if you're all, you're on the island of Kauai, check out aldrin.com aldrin.com okay and for all of your online ukulele needs of course right here no need to go any further ukuleleunderground.com ukuleleunderground.com learn some uh, learn some songs learn some lessons take some lessons sign up for uu plus take your ukulele playing to the next level with some amazing premium contents behind that silly paywall okay so if you subscribe to ukulele underground you get tons and tons and tons of content that helps you level up your ukulele playing okay and um and you know i never i never really say this but 
participate in forum.ukulelontheground.com because it is bumping right now. Forum.ukulelontheground.com, that's where the conversations are happening. You guys want to talk ukulele, you want to talk shop, you want to talk to other people who are, you know, who are parts of ukulele groups, you want to learn the uh, the latest scoops on the ukulele, you want to learn about a local club near you, forum.ukuleleunderground.com. Forum.ukuleleunderground.com. It's amazing. That's that's where it's at. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you want to... Like, and you that's wanna... the OG ukulele underground. Yeah, it's the OG ukulele. Yeah. That is the ukulele underground. I, yeah. I feel like that is the ukulele underground. All the people that have this, you know, this pride in the ukulele underground community, that is ukulele underground. Forum.ukuleleunderground.com. But, of course main ukuleleontheground.com so if you want to support us if you like what we do if you want to support us in our ukulele teaching journey make sure to sign up for UU+. okay we'll see you folks next time have a great one i'll see you thursday aloha